Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 131. Today, we're going to be talking with Garth Harris. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. I am your host, Eric Manning, and today we have a guest that we've been trying to get on, boy, since last July that I remember. Um, tried to catch up with him at the Beaverhead race, but uh, just didn't work out. So we've got Garth Harris uh, joining me today. Garth, thank you for taking the time to join me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, those of you you know that don't know Garth, he's got an amazing story, um, and he is a trail runner uh, locally here in, in Ogden area. Uh, Garth, give us a little uh, I don't know background of who you are, family, and what do you got? What who are you? Who's Garth Harris? <laughs> I don't know how much time you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got uh, all kinds of time on this memory card. <laughs> uh, well, I um, I haven't been running for very long. Uh, probably two years now uh, was, was roughly when I got started. Um, I've got uh, I don't know quite where to begin. <laughs> well, you, are you from the Ogden area? Actually, no, no. Okay. I, I grew up in West Valley. Okay. Uh, I uh, moved up here last uh, last year. Oh wow! So you've yeah. only been in the Ogden area for a little while. Yeah, just okay. a little while. Yep. Uh, summer of 2017. What brought you to Ogden? Uh, work did. Yeah? Uh, I was working in Clearfield. We just saw an opportunity to uh, come up here, and it worked out well. Where do you, what do you do for work that you moved up here? Well, <laughs> funny story is, is that I, I moved up here for work, and yeah. then shortly thereafter, they kind of laid me off. So <laughs> now I'm I'm actually working back down in Draper, oh, so no. I'm commuting down there. <laughs> Jeez. So your commute, what, is an hour one way? Yeah, about an hour, yeah. Depending on traffic? Yeah, well, actually, I'm taking the train. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Smashing that carbon footprint, taking care of the Ex- world. Exactly. Nice. Yep. And it's probably more relaxing, too. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Biking to the train station every morning. Oh, nice. Taking the train down. So so when do you have to leave work to go to work? Oh, super early, four in the morning. And you get home at what? It's about six. Wow. So there's a there's a nice what 14 hour yep. day yep. right there right and so when do you find time to run? <laughs> that is a good question. It's uh, it's usually late at night now. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then weekends I try to take full advantage of it. And you with so you got a tight schedule. So about 14 hours 
during the week a day. Right. Plus, you've got a family. Yep. So you're married with four girls? Four girls, yeah. Yeah. Oldest is 16. My youngest is five. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a pretty good spread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, keep, that keeps you busy. Oh, I tell you. Some days I just hold on for the ride. <laughs> it's probably a smart thing to do, <laughs> especially being outnumbered the way you are. Oh, yeah. Just kind of go with whatever's going. you got a lot of princess stuff going on in your house? Oh, it is, yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I can relate to that. That's Barbies, all. princess, it's all that. It's, uh. I'll tell you, going through it, it's all undiscovered territory. I, I grew up with uh, four brothers. Oh, wow. So, uh, girls just... Uh, it's a different ball game. Oh, huge. <laughs> do you do make, get many manicures or, or makeovers uh, yep, or anything? I, yep, uh, definitely had my nails painted. Yes. Yeah, hair done. So I used, to do, I used to do makeovers with my two daughters. Okay. But it was we'd go to the next level of role-playing. Like, okay, they'd say, act like you're a businesswoman from Texas in town. And I'd have to come up with a female accent from Texas, and we'd be the whole the whole shebang. And I would I would leave looking pretty good, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you say I've been running long. So you and but okay. So you've been running for roughly two years. Yeah, roughly. Um, and this past July was Beaverhead, the 55K. Was that your first ultra? Yeah, that was my first ultra. Okay, so you were right. for you were basically zero to 55K in about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's blow some minds here, okay. if, if you will. Um, how did you or why did you get into running? Well, I have to go back. Um, so I have been uh, pretty much overweight my entire life. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was always the biggest kid. I, w- I was active, uh-huh. but I was always bigger than the other kids. And then you get into high school for me, I got a little bit more sedentary. And then after high school, I I just got into an office job and became really sedentary. And at that point, my weight really started to pile on and I, I really kind of just ballooned. Okay. So what, when you say that, when you say obese or overweight or ballooned, what, give us an idea what your weight was about. I, I was, I was over 400 pounds. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I know for a lot of people that's hard to imagine what that actually feels like, yeah. but physically and mentally, it's it's very challenging. I could imagine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a daily struggle. It really is being that way. And so, how how long were do you think you were kind of at that weight or at that daily struggle? Was it for years? Was oh it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was probably ten plus years. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so, what I mean. Because I, again, I've only seen you how you are now, right? right? So I, when I first met you, this is how you look. So I can't imagine you at 400 pounds. So we've had a couple guests on the show. Brad Sween was one. Right. Um, Melissa Solomon was another. And I've known them since they were at their quote unquote running weight. Right. So I can't envision that. So what's a, you know, without going into too much, what's it, was it like for you? Um, you just your daily, you say it's a daily struggle. I mean, what was that? Yeah. What did that entail? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. Waking up and uh, not sleeping well to begin with, uh, you know, I was, I wasn't diagnosed with sleep apnea, but I most likely had it at that weight. Yeah. So I wasn't sleeping well. I, uh, it, joints were just constantly in pain. Uh, you know, it was a struggle just to do daily tasks, bring in groceries, go upstairs. You know, it was just, and then it was just a a lot of repetitive cycle, you know, just, I just would get into that cycle and I wouldn't do much. I wasn't very active. I wouldn't get out. It, it just, life at that point really 
didn't offer much to me. Gotcha. And so at this point, um, well, I'd imagine, I mean, your oldest is 16 all the way to five. So at this point you had your kids right. in the mix. And so yeah, I imagine, you know, without getting into too much before we jump ahead, I imagine just even being with your children, active, carrying them around, playing with them, that was also a, a challenge, right? Yeah, it really was. And w- one of the things that I I wasn't proud of, but I could see my lifestyle kind of uh, affecting my children's behavior okay. as well. You know, I could see those those sedentary behaviorisms, okay. you know, starting to creep into their their life as well. And I, I didn't want that for them, obviously, sure. you know, I, I want them to be able to go out and explore life and take, take advantage of it. So how would, how did your, the next chapter of your story begin? Was it like an epiphany one day it was a new year's resolution? I mean, what made you just, did you wake up one day just I'm enough is enough? I mean, what was there a, was there a moment that just changed? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that there was like one defining moment that, you know, put everything in perspective for me. And I think it was just a series of everything leading up to where I was at saying, look, enough's enough. I've got to, I've got to do something or I am not going to be here in 10 years, you know, and I want to be there for my family. I want to be there for my wife and my kids. And if I would have continued down that path, I just, I know, you know, it would have ended in disaster. So did you ever like have like I don't know, doctor's appointments or things and doctors would tell you anything. I mean, were you oh, yeah. looking in the face of diabetes? Were you looking in the face of other health issues, concerns, things like that? Yeah. I, you know, when I was overweight, I kind of took that approach that if I, I didn't go to the doctor, you know, I was, I was fine. So okay. I, you know, I would imagine that I, I don't see how I couldn't be pre-diabetic yeah. uh, at that way. I, I probably guess that I was, Yeah. um, I, you know, I'd been in, I'd been into the ER, um, a couple of times for concerns about heart attack and, and things like that. So, and how, how old are you Garth, by the way? I'm turning 40 this year. Wow. The big four Oh yeah. Man. I know. Right. You, got, you still got a good haul ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you were young when you were visiting the ER with those concerns. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was. And it was all weight and health issue basically. Yeah, it it's really not was. genetics and all this other stuff. Right. Okay. Right. And yeah. so when you decided, what was your plan of attack? Did you have one? Did you sit down and say, this is what I'm going to do? Or was it just kind of like baby stepping it at that point? You know, it, it was a lot of baby stepping it. And it, unfortunately, right now, you go out there and you, you try to take put together a plan of attack. Mm-hmm. And there's so much misinformation about health in general that it's it's kind of hard to weed through, gotcha. you know, and, and know what's right for you and what actually works and what's just someone trying to sell you something. Yeah. Right. Snake oil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it's first I knew that it, it would have to come down to just what, you know, how many calories I was putting in compared to what I was putting out. Okay. So. I, I just basically started with walking around the block. I, I mapped out about a mile um, in my neighborhood, and I just just started walking. And it was just a matter of watching what I was eating at that point as well. Give um, me an idea of what bef- pre pre Newgarth. What were you eating before? Was it oh, did, did you even care? It was just one of those things where you know yeah. I went out to lunch, I had lunch. I mean, it was just whatever. Right? It, it was whatever. Okay. Yeah, and and. The unfortunate thing too was that I I developed a, a real love for cooking, 
Oh, and, okay. uh, and part of that was from watching Food Network. And <laughs> when you watch those shows, right. it's, it's very, very high calorie. Yeah. Uh, Throwing a stick of butter here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll start with a stick of butter. There's, there's no regard for calories <laughs> yeah. or nutrition whatsoever. It's yeah. all about full flavor. Yep. <laughs> and so, and I, I wanted all of that because it was all, it was all about taste. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, when I was eating, um, I had no, no regard to how it made me feel afterwards. It was just that's what I wanted, so I went out and eat it. Nice, you know. Okay. And there was there was a number of nights where I was grabbing a pizza at ten o'clock at night, and you know that was after dinner, and you know the next morning I was going to McDonald's or you know whatever else. So and so when you started to make the change and did your calorie counting, was there things you completely cut out? Did you focus on certain things, or was it more just calorie based? Like, hey, it doesn't matter what I eat, long as I stick within this range. Yeah, you know, actually one of the things I found. Um, is that I found an app called uh, Map My Fitness. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. By Under Armour, it allows you to track your calories. And I started I started putting in everything that I ate um, into that that app, and I started really just watching watching what I would eat. Now I, I naturally reduced the number of carbohydrates um, that I was consuming. I was reducing the number of fats I was consuming, and um, y- you know cut out sugars and, and things like that. Now, as as I kind of learned and evolved and understood what dieting really meant or what nutrition meant, yeah. uh, that, that changed. And okay. I realized that there is a place, there was a place for carbohydrates. There was a place for even refined sugars in my diet. It just was a matter of finding what that balance was gotcha. based off of what, what my body needed at the time. And so you, you say you got into cooking and you have wife and four kids. Was it a household change at that point too? Because yeah. you, you know, would cook and say, no, I'm having this or only this amount or whatever. So was it kind of a household change? Yeah. Fortunately, I would do a lot of the cooking in the house as well. So uh, my wife really got on board with it. Nice. And so the, the changes that we made um, – were it, it really affected my family as well. So we were we were eating a lot more vegetables, uh, fruits and vegetables, whole foods, you know, things like that. Uh, a lot less fat, and uh, you know, and I picked up some some you know small things that really kind of helped me. It, you know, I, I'd take a smaller plate. I'd start with a actually the size of my plate. Yeah. I would use. Okay. Uh, would be smaller. Gotcha. Because it was a visual thing. Yep. You know, I could I could fill my plate up and look like, hey, I've got a lot of food on this plate, but the reality is it's like more of a saucer type plate than yeah, a big exactly. dinner plate. Exactly. Okay. So it was you know, and it, so it was small things like that 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 kind of really helped me along. How how long into it did you start to notice some change? Not just with your weight, but all of it. Your weight, your mood, your sleeping. You know, your just your energy levels. How you felt when you woke up. How long did it take for you to kind of notice some changes? Was it pretty quick? Yeah, you know, I well, I, as far as the weight loss concerned, I was. Yeah. I, I I started to see um, uh, a change right away. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the nice things is is that if you go from 400 pounds to watching what you're eating and exercising, there's you you see an immediate change. There's gotcha. a lot of change to be made. Gotcha. You know, it's not like now where, you know, if I make changes, it's it's a lot slower. Because you're looking for 10 pounds, and that takes longer, right? right? Exactly, okay. exactly. Good. Yeah. So two years ago, you kind of started this path. 
um, making these changes, when did you incorporate? So did you incorporate exercise at the same time? So you incorporated walking with your, your change of diet? Yes, I did. So I, I stuck, I stuck with walking and I did that for, I don't know, six months probably. Okay. Six months. And then, uh, we, we got, um, uh, a membership at the West Valley Rec Center. Okay. Um, which I absolutely love that place out there. It's great. <laughs> um, and we would we just go every night. We just made it a habit. Started going every night. And um, you know, back in the past when I was a little younger, I yeah, I'd say younger, but I was probably in my twenties at that gotcha. point. That's younger. You're forty, <laughs> almost forty. <laughs> uh, you know, I I did a little bit of running. Um, you know, attempting to run, you know, and I knew that I liked it. So I wanted to try it again. So I started just going faster and faster on the treadmill and, and this is walking. Yeah. Walking. Pace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Walking pace. And then I'd start picking it up a little bit more. You know, I, I mess with the incline a little bit to give me a little bit better workout, things yeah. like that. And then I, I remember running my first mile on the treadmill. How was it? Consecutive one consecutive mile. Yeah, one consecutive mile. That's yeah. awesome. It probably I think it took me fourteen minutes. I mean it was pretty slow comparatively, but still it was it was a pretty big milestone for me. If you had to guess, and I know it's hard to just with your entire journey, but if you had to guess about what weight were you when you did your first consecutive mile? Oh. Were you three hundred pounds under that? Above that? Yeah. Yeah, I was probably I probably lost about sixty pounds by that point. Wow. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how did that feel though? Like, I mean, uh, was that just like this huge milestone? Like it just like you wouldn't even believe. It. I mean, it was it was like <laughs> it's almost like walking or running for the very first time. Yeah. You just it's hard to describe what that feels like to be able to run consecutively for an entire mile without stopping. That's awesome. And yeah. I bet it gave you a super big boost of confidence. So oh, like, yeah. like a little of that, little of that, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to go two next or, you know, something oh, like yeah. that. Right? Oh, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Sweet. And in fact, it's, it's interesting because people who knew me before I lost my weight to now, I, I've always been very shy and conservative. I, I mean, I still am to today for the most part, but I'm, I'm much more outgoing now than I was, um, but do you think that has to do with your weight loss? Oh, yeah, too? yeah. I think it, it, you know, it gives you that confidence. You, you gain some confidence. You're not as self-conscious about yourself. Yeah, because I know we had uh, Melissa Solomon on the show, and one of the things that she kind of clicked in her head when she was on is she said, you know, I, I never wanted to be in pictures with my family. My kids, my family, I never wanted to be in the photos and because she was self-conscious. And so it was that confidence when she started to lose weight. Then she started, you know, it was like, hey, I took more pictures. I did this. Is that kind of how it was with you? Just, oh, absolutely, just yeah. Your day-to-day stuff, work, family, everything. Yeah, yeah. In fact, anytime there was a photo when I was overweight, I would bury myself in the back. I was hiding behind kids or, you know, just trying to cover up as much as I could. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're overweight that by that much, it's very, very much in the forefront. You, you walk into a room and regardless of whether people were thinking it or not, you were always, hey, you know, they're they're judging me. You know, they're they're thinking, hey, you know, what's what's going on with that guy? You know? Yeah. So. So, I mean, that's I mean, going back to the beginning, I mean, not just the physical and the mental, but I mean, just some of that. That's a challenge, right? I mean, even, oh, yeah. it, I mean, people deal with it today, no matter what they look like. I mean, there's always something. Oh, I got a mole here. Or, you know, people are always self-conscious. And oh, it just definitely. gets to them, you know, whether they're getting 
work done, right? Right. Or if they look fantastic, but they're not where they want to be. But I mean, you're talking about a completely different situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, it was, it was not only physically demanding, but mentally demanding for me as well. So it was, uh, it was a lot of it was psychological for me. So you talk about that first mile. Um, did you have like the, did you have goals set up like, Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds by this time or 20 pounds or I want to, did you have any of that set up or it was more or less, I'm just going to keep consistent, keep doing the same thing. Or did you have goals along the way? You know, I, I did have goals that I wanted to reach, uh, as far as my weight loss was concerned. It, it, not when I first started, I think when I first started, it was just a matter of wanting to make a change and, and, uh, seeing where that would lead how, but as that developed it turned into goals how difficult was that to make that change i mean was it i don't say years but it was it like okay i'm gonna do it and then like a week later you'd stop or i want to do it and then a month later you'd stop i mean how hard was it just to stay consistent did it change when you started noticing a difference You're like hey this is working i gotta keep pushing forward yeah i think that was part of it it was i was seeing success and that would fuel my determination to keep moving forward okay and as i um progressed i i definitely learned a few things um you know one of the biggest things and i think that why running really connected well with me is because I, as a runner, everybody experiences it at some level yeah. is that trying to get some through something difficult. A lot of comes down to a lot of it is just is mental. You know, it's, you know, physically you can do it, but mentally can you push through it? Mm -hmm. And for me, there was nothing physically that was preventing me from losing weight or being healthy. It was, it was all in my head. It was, it was all, it was just telling myself that, no, I don't need to go out and get a pizza at 10 o'clock at night. I don't need to eat that donut. I don't need that second helping. Well, the donut, I don't know. We might have to readdress that one. Donuts <laughs> oh, are a different ball game. That's like a vitamin. No. So do you think, are you different mentally now? Are you, do you feel you're a lot stronger mentally than say you were two years ago? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Much, much more driven and focused. Awesome. And, and I, I think that that really plays well, especially when you're when you're starting to run long distance. And it really has that kind of appeal to me is because I have that same kind of connection that it, it, at some point it comes down to, hey, mentally, I've got to get through this or else I'm not going to finish this race. Yeah. Um, and it, it, like I said, everybody, I think at some point when you're running a long distance connects with that level. And even honestly, it, it doesn't even have to be any long distance. It can be you know, just depending on the level you're at. You know, you well, it's like be, you said, your first mile of consecutive yeah, exactly. running. That's, exactly. That's a huge could be, milestone. It, it could be 10 miles. It could be a mile, just, just depending on where you're at. Yeah. But it really comes down to, hey, mentally, I've got to get through this. And, and I really learned that food became, before I lost my weight, it was an addiction for me. Mm -hmm. I was I was addicted to food and I was addicted to calories and and anybody who has dealt with addiction knows that if if there's going to be a change it's got to be done mentally as well yeah. as physically. No, I agree with that and it's fun. you know it's interesting too because you talk about the mental thing and I mean I, I will sit here to say I can't imagine what you've already done. I mean it's honestly it's so inspiring literally because we're not talking about and I'm not trying to downplay small things like, oh, I did my first marathon. That's inspiring, that type of stuff. But what you've gone through is years of this is a health thing. This is a life or death thing, right? right. I mean, this is not just, hey, I just want to go, you know, sub whatever to a marathon or whatever. This is this is 
more serious, right? Because if you, like you said, you'd have kept going down that path, you know, how, you don't know if you saw your 40th birthday at that point. Yeah, if you were in that's the very ER. true. Yeah. That's true. And and heart health, health uh, you know, heart issues really ran in my family. So okay. uh, same with diabetes. Okay. Um, so I, I knew that if I were to continue down that path, it it eventually was going to catch up to me. So you talked about making these changes as you went along. Is there one or two changes that made a huge difference instead of these little tweaks? Was there things you picked up along the way that was like, wow, that is, that's what I need or that's what's working? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Everybody, you know, now asks me, hey, what's the secret to losing weight? What, you know, how do you get healthy? And there's a, there's a lot of different ways for different people to get get healthy yeah. as i've learned you know it's there's not one diet that works well for everyone it, it, you know there's the the paleo diet or atkins or mediterranean you know, or, exactly yeah. there's there's hundreds of diets and you've just got to find one that that connects with you that really allows you to get over that mental barrier and it allows you to progress down that path yeah so you know whatever that is and I've, I found that for me, it was developing a balance in in the way I was eating. Okay. Um, I, I knew that from past experience, I couldn't just cut out one entire food group. Okay. And find success because I knew that you know if I if I went to a, a really low carb diet and I was cutting out breads, that at some point I was going to binge eating all the carbs and then I was going to feel terrible. Yep. And then it was just going to spiral downward, and I was going to stop. Gotcha. So it didn't make sense for me to cut them out. Now, yeah, do I want to reduce that, you know, reduce those down? Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I also found was that it was okay to make a mistake. That was that was a big thing for me as well. Um, it, that was probably one of my bigger hurdles to get over is because I was finding success, and then I would mess up. Yep. And then you're you're ingrained in that mentality that it was kind of in for a penny, in for a pound, where, oh, I, you know, I just had a piece of cake. It's all over. Yep. You I'm know, back. I, I I'm might back. as well. I just gained well 60 have, pounds. Exactly. I lost. Yeah. Exactly. Call it quits. But I, I found that if I were just to wake up the next morning and start making the right decisions again and start doing what I knew would work, I would get back on there and I would find success again. So it really wasn't. I, I would win and lose battles along the way, but I it eventually won the war. Gotcha. No, that makes complete sense. I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of people the same way where they've, you know, done these different diets or different, you know, fastings or whatever else, and they, they mess up by, you said, have a, oh, I had a piece of cake, or, you know, some of it's, you know, it's real trending right now for sure is paleo or right. keto or yeah, keto. whatever it is, and it's like, oh, yeah, I did this, and shoot, I'm back to square one. Yeah. You know, it's like, really? You've done four weeks of kicking kicking butt you made one tiny mistake but it is it's that mental thing it's like i messed up yeah you know but as you said if you wake up the next day and say nope we're back on it i mean realistically how bad would a piece of cake have set you back you know yeah it it, doesn't unless it's the mental game right right? and if you mentally say well i better go finish the cake today since i already had a piece you know (laughs) that's losing right there that's a big loss because of that exactly i mean it everybody's concerned about holiday eating but the reality is is that you know eating bad for the holidays really doesn't set you back it's what you're eating for the rest of the year that really does right yeah if you're eating healthy and and watching what you're eating you know all year round sure you can indulge a little bit during the holidays and it's not going to kill you well and i think the other thing and you talked about it and we'll get into it some more here is uh combining a healthy eating plan with 
exercise, whether it's walking around the block, whether it's one mile on the treadmill, whatever it might be. I mean, that's right. just that's a big that's two, you know, that's having two bullets in your gun, you know, right. when you're going out to spend one. So as you're eating, um, did you have, I think I, I talked to you or I read somewhere that you had a goal of running a marathon at some at some point, like I want to run a marathon. I did, yeah. So in your head, knowing where you, even from where you were at, whether you're down to 300 at that time, or maybe it was when you're around 400, how realistic, as as much as you wanted to do it, how realistic did that seem to you? Oh, geez. <laughs> if you would have uh, talked to me a couple of years ago about running a marathon, I would have just laughed you out of the room. <laughs> well, because I mean, after you run your first mile, right, consecutive mile now, so in scale, 25 and point two more, and you yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, let's slow the roll here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that helped me get to that level, though, was I got connected with a local uh, training group, and they helped me put together – a training plan and help me work through nutrition and things like that. And that really kind of got me set on the path that, you know, I can, I can run a marathon. So that, that really kind of sent me down the course. Did that, the marathon, is that something you wanted to do before you started losing weight or is that something as you kind of started into it, knowing that you had this running, you enjoyed it? Is that something you're like, yeah, hey, I, I want to do that now. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely was, it was something that I've always kind of wanted to do. Uh, at the time, I, I didn't realize there were actually longer distances uh, that people that ran. But uh, you know, so when I when I saw a marathon, I thought, "Wow! I mean, 26 miles—that's that's pretty impressive." And I mean, 26 miles is still—it's still 26 <laughs> miles, man. It's still yeah, impressive. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's something I've I've wanted to do and never had the the capability of being able to accomplish. So it's not something I've ever vocalized of, of as a goal until I actually started moving closer to the ability to, you know, to, to, to accomplish that goal. So help me now. So this is your turn to help me. You, uh, you're in a situation where you found this group that right. helped you. How difficult was that to join or be a part of this group? I imagine there was like people that ran forever, you know, like they've been running for 10 years and there's people that were hundred pounds or, you know, 150 yeah. pounds and you come in different background, different weight. How difficult was that for you to make that step into that? It, it's actually, it was a pretty big step. Um, mm-hmm. a part of my weight loss was I was gaining confidence in myself. And so I wanted to continue to push that. And so I had to push out, I, I pushed myself out on a limb and I, I joined a group with, obviously there was some apprehension there because yeah. you don't ever want to be the last guy. <laughs> and I've been the last guy before, so I know what that feels like, yeah. but it's, it's always that in the back of your mind. You just, you, you kind of feel ashamed a little bit and you don't want somebody just to blow you out of the water. And uh, when I got connected with this group, I went once, and turns out they were, uh, you know, friends with some of my high school friends. There was okay. a big connection there. I didn't even know who they were at the time, but. Uh, and they were welcoming, took you oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's one of the biggest benefits I found with the running community is that there is just an a welcoming. It's just open arms, yeah. basically. I, I've never felt judged or or shunned, no matter you know, regardless of what my pace is or, or my school skill set is. Everyone has always been welcoming and friendly. Okay, because I'm, you know, you you 
might have been listening to the podcast here and there. I know you're, you've listened in the past, but right. so I'm trying to get do yoga, but I can't get myself in the door. Right. And it's because it makes me nervous. And yeah. So when I see, you know, it's inspiring to say, okay, you went from where you were at and you joined out of the blue. You didn't know anybody to join this group. Right. I mean, so that's what I'm trying to get past that hurdle, right? It's like, so how do I go in there? Joel doesn't help me. He yeah. keeps making fun of me about yoga. So that's not helping me. <laughs> so I need to kick him out of the curb. So, um, so you joined the running group. Yeah. Um, you got a, a training plans. You got dieting plans. Did you? Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna assume because I don't know. Did you do some 5Ks, some 10Ks, yeah. some halves, and yeah. then up to the marathon? And In you fact, your way up? Um, what I did was uh, Thanksgiving morning. Uh, this was 2016. Okay. Um, I ran my first 5K. It was down at the Bountiful Rec uh, uh, Rec Center. So it was uh, their turkey. Oh, run. like a turkey type yeah, trot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. I got invited by my brother-in-law. I said, you know what? I, I'm up to three miles at this point. I could do it on a treadmill. I can I can run a 5K. So, How did that go for you? Oh, I absolutely loved it. That's that's really where I fell in love with uh, running. running and racing is that, you know, you're going through, people are cheering for you. There's just a big sense of camaraderie. It's it's an, kind of an electric atmosphere. And I really fell in love with it at that point. And you got your first PR, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like a you know thirteen fourteen minute mile. <laughs> but a PR's a PR, ex- man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, and I didn't finish last. So, right. so when you finished that, were you just ready for more at uh, that yeah. point? Or were you just yeah, like, okay, hey, let's really... bring it on. Let's keep yeah. keep the pedal down. Let's move forward. Yeah. Uh, and you just kept strict to your to your eating plans, to to your training. Did you do other things besides run? Did you hit gym like for weights for? You know, stuff like that, or were you, you pretty strict with, not strict, but pretty much stick with running, treadmills, eating? I, you know, I, actually, one of the, the, the biggest things and one of the things that I really loved is, uh, from a side effect of my weight loss was that I was able to get out more and experience life more. So I was hiking okay. quite regularly with my family. Um, I started playing softball with my daughter. Oh, and, man, that's and, awesome. And, in fact, it, that has now stemmed a love uh, with her in softball, she's on the junior high softball team. She just she loves it and goes for it every year. That's so, awesome. Uh, I you know and I can see that as a, a direct reflect of my you know getting Being healthy out there with her too. Ex- exactly yeah. exactly almost like ripples in a pond. I you know I, I can I make a small change here and I'm getting healthy and I can see it rippling out and affecting the people around me as well. What was your What was your family like? Like not just your immediate family that you saw every day, but say you don't see someone for three months and then hey, it's, it's show up for a Thanksgiving meet. What were, I mean, What was the reaction? Because I can only imagine. I, I honestly, I'm not. What was the reaction when they would see you when you would um, drop sixty pounds? They'd be like, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny. I uh, my sister in law, they they live in Colorado, and I I can't remember if they were in Colorado at the time, but I didn't see them very often. And I remember I was uh, I was sitting in my in-laws' house, just just sitting there chilling. We were talking. She walks in, she kind of brushes by me, doesn't even say hi, <laughs> just kind of gives me this weird look. Like, who's this guy? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that it took. She was probably there for like 15 minutes, and then she looks over and she's like, "Oh, oh my, is is that you? Is, is that you?" <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it's here I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've had people come up to me and they're just they don't know who I am. And it's got to feel pretty okay. good though, oh, too, yeah. right? I mean, because oh, you, you've worked hard. This yeah. is something that you've you've changed an entire lifestyle and you've yeah. worked extremely hard at. This isn't something that just happens. I mean, right. it's like a, a daily grind. 
but on the good side. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it really is. Um, what kind of changes, not just weight, um, was there other changes you started to feel too that were benefiting your life? I mean, you talked about, you know, playing with your daughter and going hiking, but was there, did you sleep, start sleeping better? Oh, your definitely. confidence grew, your yeah. health, you weren't as many trips to the ER with, you know, yeah. things like that. Did you see just a daily change with everything, work, yeah. everything? Yeah, there really was. And, and uh, unfortunately not. I wouldn't say everything was positive okay. with my change. There, okay. there was some drawbacks. Uh, it, Spending more money on clothes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the biggest one. Yeah. I, I was getting tired of it. I was I was <laughs> the point where I was like, di, because I, <laughs> I'm I just burning through clothes yeah, too quickly. Every couple of weeks, it's yeah, like exactly. oh, these don't fit anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Is that, I mean, what were some of the? I mean, you talk about is there negative changes that you want to talk about? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's kind of touching, uh, personal, but I hope that if I share it, you know, people can kind of relate because it's when when you go through your life, and I, I've been um, married for quite a while, um, 17 years now. Oh, congrats. I, I hope I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit it if you're not. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, 17 years now, and the majority – a good majority of that marriage is based off of one way of doing things. And it was kind of a a very sedentary lifestyle. It Uh was, it was, you know, you get accustomed to your partner, right. And how, how you live your life. Now I am far more active. I'm far more outgoing. I'm, I'm going out and I'm meeting people. I'm, I'm going to these events. And for me, it was, it was kind of a kid in the candy store, a little bit effect. I, I got in there and I was like, oh man, okay, wh- where do I start? I, you know, I was jumping in for races. I was, you know, I was, I, I won a, a, the winter series, the Striders. Okay. Uh, I, I won an entry into that. So there was, there was races there. Yeah. I, you know, I was running the marathon. I'd, I'd won a couple others. And so I was just packing my schedule. I was going out all the time. And so I really had to, understand or learn how to balance this new love of mine with uh balancing family life gotcha and so well because we talk about it, running is a selfish sport oh really is it is I right mean, it's just <laughs> you're out there by yourself right and not that it doesn't benefit but it is selfish yeah it really is so that with the change from the way you did because it almost sounds like correct me if I'm wrong it's like you're almost trading one addiction for another yes right I'm trading my food in but now I've got this whole other time consuming thing exactly 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 and and with running it didn't involve uh my wife Mm -hmm. she she's just not a runner yep and so I was I was spending a lot more time away from her Mm -hmm. and that was something that she wasn't accustomed to and it wasn't something that I was accustomed to and so it was it was a struggle um Finding that balance. Finding that balance. I mean, there was definitely some tough, tough patches where oh, yeah. I've got a. I, I had to learn where, um, you know, where where does that line? You know, you know, I can focus on myself and something that I love, but also spend time with the family and spend time with my wife, um, and and obviously nurture that relationship as well. Yeah. So so there was some definitely some rough patches there. Yeah. So, and. And that was that was definitely a struggle for, for a little while. Um, and it, she and if, and for me as well, uh, I was I was skinnier. Uh, I was getting out. I was talking to people, and so 
there's that there was that um sense you know not that it was ever there that my wife was feeling a little threatened okay yeah i Um, can see that yeah right and not that she ever had anything to worry about but for her you you never know You, you you know you're out there running with with women you've never met you know and with with people that you'd never met and she wasn't part of that yeah so it was uh so so there's definitely some struggles there Definitely. And then you just kind of, as, as through that, you know, up and down time right. a little bit, I mean, you just kind of learn to adjust that timeline a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, too, with four kids, I mean, that's a whole other section, right? Not just your wife, but now you've, you still have four kids sitting over here. Right. Going, hey, where's where's my time for softball? Where's where's this? So you had to throw that in, plus your work days. Right? Exactly. These long, long hours. Right. Um, that's why you're running in the evenings now, is because yeah. that's your time slot for it. Um, so that was kind of a negative impact. Because I could see... Kind of both sides where she's proud of you, she's happy for you, but then she's, right. you're kind of you're kind of moving away. It's just she, she, you know, it's like, wait a minute, come back over here. You know, exactly. And and she wanted me to be healthy. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't ever that. Yeah. You know, it just was. Where's the balance? Where's the time for her and for the family? And and we, I still I, obviously it's a, it's a daily or it's it's just something you have to work through and just finding balance. With with everything that you do, right? Well, and we have so many guests on the show. That's a it's always the change, right? It, it, right. It, you figure it out one minute, and then it changes the next. I got into Western. I got into Hard Rock. I got to train more, right? Than say this race, and so there's ebbs and flows to it, and so it's that communication you got to keep keep open and and the balance. And I think for running in particular, that's probably not just the train. That could be a you know, for a significant other in a family, that's the that's the catch-all, right? Yeah. Because if everything else is happy, you're running, your training's good. But if you have some, you know, stuff brewing over here, it's going to bring you back down a little bit. Yeah, it really is, right? Yeah. So that balance is, is super critical. Um, so you start, you're getting into that. You're getting into these runs. Um, tell me your first marathon. What was your first marathon? How long ago was it? It was... Uh May 2017. Okay. And it yeah. was, was that Ogden Marathon? Ogden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, Ogden was my first. All right. So yeah. throw it out there. What was your finish time? Oh, boy. Uh, it was 4, I want to say 4.30. Okay. First of all, who cares? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> because just finishing a marathon, I don't care your story, anybody, but your story especially, uh, we're talking about, that's huge. Right. Finishing a marathon. What? I mean, how did that how did that race and finish line and everything go? I could imagine that had to be one of the biggest memories of your life. Note to take away from family. That's to me, I always yeah. put that in a different bucket. Right, right. right. When people, I'm say that was like the greatest day of my life. It's like okay, that excludes family. Right. Family's always going to be the greatest day. These are my personal things. But what was that like for you? Yeah. Well, to kind of preface it a little bit, um, I was. Uh, I, I was doing this winter circuit, uh-huh. and I was staying with a friend up in Huntsville, and I was just about to run the half marathon, and I started developing a pain, and uh, it kept getting worse, and turns out that my uh, appendix was um, – um, excuse me, not my appendix, but my uh, gallbladder oh. was uh, was oh. going bad, Uh-oh. and it decided to uh, call it quits on me. <laughs> so next morning, I was uh, in emergency surgery having my gallbladder removed. And that was about six months prior to my marathon, or six weeks prior to my marathon at that point. So six weeks before your first marathon, you had your gallbladder removed. Yeah, I had, yeah, emergency surgery to have my gallbladder removed. And I was told by the doctors, and I don't, I don't know how true it is, but 
it's uh, it, for some reason gallbladders just have a tendency to kick kick the bucket when after you've gone through kind of extreme weight loss. Okay. So, uh, you know, take so, that for what it's worth. I don't know. So that threw a little wrench into your training plan. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I but, mean, it went from. And I'll tell you, it was it was rough day because I was I was running almost every day at that point. I was guns blazing, focused on marathon, and then it was nothing for a good solid three weeks. And uh, how'd that three weeks end? Oh up? my god, <laughs> were you super fun to be around? Oh, <laughs> my wife was like, "I'm checking out." She's like, "I'm gone. I can't deal with the mood swings." So I was like, because I was, it was peaks and valleys. I was like, I, you know, I can get through this. And then it was, I was crying and it was like, I was just, I was done. It was all over, throw it in the towel. And, well, because it's, I mean, your journey. Right? Yeah, I mean, right. This isn't just a marathon. This was an entire journey based yeah, situation. Yeah. I, could, I could see that. And you still, in your head, you're like, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of that addiction to the, uh, the endorphins that I was getting from running and, and then all of a sudden it was nothing. Yeah. And so it was, it was a tough three weeks. And then I, I remember going out and running and then it was awful after those three weeks. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was tough. And I thought, you know, there's no way I was going to do this. And it just kind of slowly came back to me. Um, you know, I, I definitely entered into the marathon. If I, I wish I had, those three weeks or oh, yeah. four weeks back and for sure. bladder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it came across the finish line with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to this day, I still don't eat Olive Garden. That's that's right. I, I'm oh. convinced well, Olive Garden put, did me in that night. You know, that's where I went. <laughs> We're not sponsored by them, so say what you need. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, yeah. It was uh, – so I, I lined up with a lot of self-doubt thinking – I not only am running a marathon for the very first time after coming all this way, now I've got to deal with a setback of not, you know, losing training for four weeks, you know, just this close to a marathon. Yeah. So uh, there was there was definitely some self-doubt when I was lining up to that, that thing. But, and uh, I, I've, well, for the first, you know, 13, 14 miles, I, I felt pretty good. Yeah. You know, I uh, I made it through and fortunately... That year that I ran it was the weather was just absolutely amazing. Wow. So it was like a rarity for that. Race, I, so. I know it was it was 30s <laughs> in the morning and then it was warming up. I think it was a low 70s by wow. the time I crossed the finish line. So you couldn't that's, have asked for that. Perfect. Weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For exactly. that race especially. Oh, and the canyon you just running down the canyons is absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. um, but I'll tell you, I, I hit about I think it was mile 17, 18, and oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was clicking off miles and those signs, and then I start getting there, and then man, I I, I was convinced that somebody was messing with me. Signs just were moving. further apart at that it's, point. Exactly, they were moving those signs, <laughs> those mile markers further apart. I was like, wait a second, I I know I've been a mile, but and then I and then you round. I think it's. It's not Grant. I can't remember what the street is, but you run that street coming into the park for quite a while, and you can yeah. see the finish. Yep. Oh, that's awful. It's a long way to wait. It really <laughs> yeah, is after that far when you can. There's nothing. And worse. I was. I remember I was being. In, I was just in pain at that point, and I was. I was coming down there, and all those people were cheering, and you just. You wanted to run, but I. I, I tried. I tried. It was the. Uh, it was definitely the the limp. Uh, pain, run, walk, do whatever you could to <laughs> cross that finish, <laughs> finish line. But I did it. How was how was that? Oh, uh, 
it, it, one of the greatest moments and one thing that I always reflect back on is that my wife was there with my kids yeah. and I was able to give her a, you know, a big embrace right after that finish line. And there was nothing sweeter. I'll yeah. tell you, it was, it was incredible. So what weight were you at? Do you think at that point? You know, I had, I dropped a good majority of my weight at that point. Okay. So you were down closer to what? 200 yeah. pounds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a little under at that point. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. From 400 to under 200 pounds. That's, yeah. I mean, you basically just cut yourself in half. Yeah. Right? Right. I, I mean, it was another person. I had totally got rid of and a whole other person. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So now when you finish your marathon, this is all road. When did you find switchover, whatever, to get into the trail side? You know, I, I, I did a lot of hiking. Okay. And so, and... As a boy, I was into Boy Scouts, and I loved camping, loved okay. backpacking, uh, and that was something that I'd forgotten about. Um, and so it was it was a natural progression for me. And when I moved up here to Ogden, I d- really didn't have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the great thing is is that w- now living up here in Ogden, I, I have no excuse to road run at all. Yeah. I can I can be on a trailhead in ten minutes and enjoying the trails year round. So. Yeah. Um, and that's really where trail running really connected and, and took off for me is that when I moved up here, I, I just had the access that I didn't have in Salt Lake. I was living down in West Valley yeah. and really to get down to a trailhead in West Valley, it was it's 30, uh, 40 minute drive. Yeah. So road running made much more sense for me. Yeah. It's convenient too. Exactly. When you got that time management. Exactly. It's like, well, if I drive 30 minutes, that's an hour round trip. So I've just lost an hour of training. Right. You know, if I want a long run. Um, when did you find, or cause you said, I didn't know there was something past a marathon. When did you find out there was, and then B to the question is when did you say, Hey, I want to do an ultra. You know, it was, I had kind of jumped into it. I was, it was kind of that kid in the candy store effect again. You know, I, I, Started watching YouTube channels. I was uh, I listened to the Ginger Runner, you know things like that. And they were talking about trails, and he, you know, there was there's documentaries and and things like that. And I was like, you know what? One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a hundred miler. That was that was my that next. Was that was it. Yeah, after my well, I mean, my why marathon, yeah, twenty six to hundred. Exactly, it's mean, a natural progression. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like what's next? <laughs> yeah. I, and so and so I knew that. I, I needed to set myself, you know, I was, I wanted to push myself to see where my limit was. I, you know, I knew that I could accomplish 26 miles. I, I knew that was what it took for me to get there. And I knew I was capable of more. So I wanted to see where that limit is. Where, where is my limit? And, and I, and to this day, I haven't reached my limit. I know I haven't. Well, I mean, here's how I look at it and not knowing you real well. We've had conversations. We've talked in the past, but from what your journey started out, and now you're talking about limits. I don't think you have any. I really don't. I think the hardest thing, in my opinion, is going from 400-ish pounds to where you're at now. To me, I can't imagine that. Like, literally. I, I can imagine before I ran 100, I could kind of imagine what that was like, right? Right. But so for you having a limit, I think it's self-imposed with you. Right. Right? Like, I, I wouldn't bet against you on anything. If you said, hey, I'm doing 100 mile, I'm like, cool, you're going to finish it. You said you're going to do a 200. I would say, cool. Like, I wouldn't bet against you just from where you've come. Right, right. You know, because like you said, it's mental so much of it is. Yeah, it really is. And you're you're driven. You know, you're more confident, you know, things like that. But I think what the listeners want to know is when did you start listening to the Trail Manners podcast? Oh, <laughs> 
That was that was before I moved up to Ogden, okay, for sure. Good. Yeah, right, good. yeah. In fact, it was it was I think around that same time I was uh, training for my marathon. I was I I ran across I you guys. Throw that out there. You're talking about other hey. people. I'm like, what about us? What about us? Yeah. Hey. So, yeah, yeah, really? I, yeah, you were, I, actually, you guys were a big part of, of motivating me for more. I, I, no lie. I, you know, you would talk about uh, longer distances, and I, I love the fact that you guys were local, Yeah, and you were talking about local runners, and I mean, it was a big part of it. Well, you're part of the community, too, so so what was your, did you have a, like you said, you wanted to go to 100, but your first ultra was Beaverhead. Um, which was this past July, July 2018, yeah, 55k, which I ran with you, yeah. Um, and how did you pick that one? Right, I mean that was your first ultra, and that's not an easy. <laughs> yeah. 50, I mean that's not an easy 55k. I would no. there's 50 milers I would do way quicker than that one. I mean, but I'm doing it again. <laughs> but it's hard. It's a it's, hard 55k. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, why did you run that one as your first ultra? Yeah, it was you guys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> I was. I heard you guys talking about it, and so I was like, you know what, July is a good time to run, so I it, it worked out well for my schedule. schedule. So I was like, you know, I'm going for it. What did you so, feel like after that race? I mean, I saw you, you at the finish line. I saw your wife and your, you know, some family and friends. What was that like for you, though? You know, honestly, I, I came across, and I felt like I had more. Yeah, you looked so, good. You did. You looked really. You looked better than I did. Yeah, sure. I was. Uh, I was surprised um, on, on how good I felt. It was, it was actually, I, I knew that my training over the, the summer and uh, spring and summer really paid off because I knew I could, I could do more at that point. The unfortunate thing for me was, is that I had won a, uh, entry into the, um, desert news marathon. When's that one? A week later. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that's, so that's I, good... I, I ran that and okay. that was a train wreck it's a recovery run. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was sheer awfulness. I, at one point, it was a I, I lay down on the side of the road and almost quit. <laughs> and so that was that was yeah not that wasn't the smartest move I've ever made. You had to get up when they start drawing chalk around your body print. That's what yeah, you got. That's, that's when you exactly know you almost get up. got what I got to. And <laughs> and that one uh, I learned the hard way was notorious for um, lack of uh, nutrition. And uh, at one aid station, they actually ran out of cups. Oh, that's nice. And it was you know I don't know. July 24th, so it's, you know. Super, super, yeah, you know, cool cold. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was nice. We're not in the three digits or anything <laughs> on asphalt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but you uh, finished. I, I did finish. That yeah. was, uh, it wasn't pretty, but I, I finished that one. And that one kind of, uh, that sent me back a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I'm going to tell you what. I did the 55K at the Beaverhead this year. I, if you someone said, hey, you want to run a marathon the next weekend, I'd be just, I would have gave them, you know, the old year number one. <laughs> so I mean exactly. I couldn't I can't imagine that let alone a road marathon I mean yeah. I've never I've never run a road marathon in my life right. right and people say all the time oh you know because you run hundreds and fifty so they're too easy I'm like it's the absolute opposite I don't want to because that seems harder for me yeah like the consistent pounding I don't like to be hot I don't like yeah non scenery so it's not it's easier to me it's harder so if someone had said run a marathon I'd or no I'm good yeah but, yeah there was it was uh. There was a little bit of obligation there just because yeah. Desert News was doing a news article on me. Oh. That they, they put it in the paper. So oh, okay. I, I kind of had this kind of signed up for it, and I was like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Gotta, I got I to gotta please the paparazzi. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I finished it, and it kind of it kind of set me back. And so I, I've kind of taken the fall off a little bit, but I'm getting back into it right now. Good. So 
you're getting back into it. What's uh, what what's on your pl- what's your plans for 2019? Do you have any plans set yet? You know, I I don't. Um, I've I've got a, a free race to Rain Shadow Running. Oh man. Oh, that's right. You won at the film festival. That's right. So Gosh. I've got to I got to pick that. I th- I think I've got my eye on the Oregon Coast. I don't know if you've oh, ever seen yeah, that. The last year looked gorgeous. Oregon yeah, Coast yeah, have a yeah. 50k and a 30k. Yeah, that's the a 50K. week after the bear. Right. So right. That's the only bad thing for me on that. I want uh, number one. James Varner is legit badass just the nicest guy puts on the best events um so any of his races you know you're gonna it's gonna be awesome yeah Um, yeah that's that looks like a good one yeah you you start off on the beach and you kind of run down and then you i think you take a turn and you head up into the forest and so you get the whole green and redwood effect and just the whole what the the northwest has to offer and then you finish on the beach again so i don't i don't see how that one could be bad and I think the other one I I was kind of going back and forth on was the I think it's called the Lost Coast or the um I can't remember the the name of it where you basically you run along the coastline and you got to beat the tide essentially is that one I think that one is after <clears throat> the Oregon coast because I've had that one on my list if I remember maybe it's not the same one. It yeah, is, I, I can't remember the exact name of it, but... Oh, well, the one I'm thinking of, there's the Oregon Coast, and, man, I don't have it with me. I, I remember I watching did. a... They did a short short movie on it at the film festival. Yeah, I do, too, and it's now it's making me really mad because it's one I wanted to run. Yeah. But it's... Uh, so Oregon Coast is two weeks after the bear this year, um, and the one... I'm going to find it so we can keep talking because I'm going to find... Now I'm, now I'm upset. Yeah. Just because I don't know which one it is. But he's got a lot of good races oh, I wanted yeah. to run. Um, right, right. I think that one is after the Oregon Coast one. It is. I'm going to find it right now. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, never mind. I'm not. So. Okay, I'm out. Because I know I've wanted to do Orcas Island. Yep, that, um, that's, that's one of his one on races. as well. Um, he's got Decept- Secret Beach. That's what it is. Yeah, yep. so Secret, Secret Beach. Beach is the week yeah. before Oregon Coast. Okay. So that's the one that's the week after Bear. Right, right. And so the Secret Beach, I think last year was its first one. Yeah. And they only have 100K in a 50 mile. So I know, you know, a week after the Bear, I won't be able to do either distance. <laughs> so, so Oregon Coast 30K is like really close to a possibility. Right. Just because it, and again, it wouldn't be anything but just enjoyment. Right. So you're looking at one of those. So you mentioned early in the show. Um, just briefly that you want to do a hundred. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Are you looking to go and wait another year? Is there a hundred you'd like to be your first? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, de- I'm definitely not, my wife's in school right now, so okay. I don't have the time to oh, train yeah. for a hundred, but I think next year, 2020. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe the year after 2021. I'd like to, I'd like to get a good 50 miler under my belt first. So, yeah. um, but the bear 100s. You want to have beer first? Yeah, nice. I think so. I, I I ran Logan Peak last year. Yep. And uh, first part of the course. Oh, just fell in love with that area. That and is, the funny thing is, is beautiful. that's prettier after that. That's oh, is funny. it really? Oh yeah, the the Bear 100. To this day, I mean, you can ask people that run all over. But that's one of the prettiest hundreds. I don't care. Period. Yeah. And I've I've seen run all over the world, but right. It's still it's still the time of year. It's a crapshoot, weather-wise, yeah. um, but it's a time of year. Okay, so you mentioned a 50. Do you have a 50 you want to do as your first 50? You know, I really haven't decided on that. I, I may just stick with something maybe local and do something like squaw. That was my first 50. That's a tough um, 50, though, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's legit. Right. But, you know, that, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think that... I, I know that... Uh, 
Scout Mountain. I think they have a 50. Yeah, they've got some other distances yeah, now, too. Yeah, I think so, too. That's a hard one. I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I ran that, that uh, 35K, that, and I'll tell you, that was that was harder than... <laughs> Going up Scout. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a grind. Oh, man. And even coming down's a grind. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, going up for me... It was was just fine. It was getting back in that Nordic Center. That's that Nordic, the, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, during the heat and yeah. through that grass, it yep. was just oh, it just sucked the life out of me. A lot of carnage through there. <laughs> yeah. So are you doing? You don't have anything else? Like really no, planned? I don't. No, not really. I I think this year I'm going to really focus on not so much uh, races, but I'd really like to do some adventure running. Nice. Um, I, I know my me and my friend Natalie, we're going to go up to the Tetons. Oh yeah. Um, we're going to do some backpacking up there, or at least we're going to try for it. Nice. And, uh, and then, but I'd really like to do temp. There's, there's a lot here yeah. that Utah has to offer that I haven't really been able to take advantage of yet. And I think I want to focus on. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot around that's, I, there's a lot of adventure runs I have on my list for the year too. So my racing right. might come short because of that. Cause it's just, there's things I want to see. Yeah. Things I want to do. Maybe it's a bucket list. Maybe it's check off the list or whatever. But right. Um, there is there is a lot to do around here. Um, are you doing any like what do you do now? So you're down to whatever weight you're at, right? Under 200, 200, whatever. We'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Are you do you find it a lifestyle now? Like what the change you made for eating? I mean, is that kind of what you do now? Do you, are you yeah. that strict anymore knowing that, Hey, I'm kind of where I want to be, or do you have to feel like to be that strict? So you don't go upwards. I mean, or are you flexible? It's, like it doesn't bother you. Hey, I gained five pounds. Okay. Well, I'll just have to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's knowing I'm not as strict of where I was. I mean, before I was, I was, uh, entering my calories in. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was, I was entering my calories in before I would, into my fitness pal yeah. before I would even consume them. So I oh, knew okay. exactly how much I was eating. Okay. You know, you, you enter a donut in, you know, one time into that thing and you realize the calories you're putting in. You just That would be like a saved category for me where I just get <laughs> it every day. So I'm like, okay, well, if I get X amount a day, I know donuts taking up this much. I'm a don- I love donuts, man. Oh, uh, yeah, pizza is, is for me. I'll, <laughs> you put a pizza in front of me to this day, I black out and come to when it's gone. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'll tell you. You wake up with with some you yeah. know, sauce on your face. What, right. what just happened? Yeah. Did I just get roofied? <laughs> some grass field at like 3 in the morning. As long as you have your clothes on, it's a good day. That's, that's right. what I like. If you black out and you wake up with your clothes on, everything's fine. If you don't have your clothes on, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely not as I'm not as strict, but just because I've I've learned that what what it takes to, um, you know, get healthy and and I'm I'm okay with you know when I take a little bit of time off and I'm relaxing if I'm not as eating as healthy because I know what it takes to get back and, and yeah. become healthy and that's where I'm at right now. You know, I've I've put on a few pounds lately, and I'm just I'm getting back after it because yeah. I I know that I want to start training for this next season and so I'm gonna you know focus in again. So let me ask you this: From your first marathon weight uh-huh. to where you ran beaverhead weight, right? What's what? How does that feel difference-wise? Not, I'm not talking about distance, terrain, but just on your body, like carrying that much less. I mean, is it just crazy different? From no, there wasn't a lot of difference. In fact, I think I was a little heavier for beaver uh, beaverhead than oh, I was wow. for my marathon, okay. it just because uh, it was muscle weight. I oh, was okay. I was training and I was I was uh, utilizing Malins on yep. a regular basis. I was running that probably four times a week. Wow. Um, 
where I was running, you know, three, three, four times during the week. And then I'd go up and I, sometimes I do doubles on on Malins on the weekend. So I was, I was trying to get the vert in and I was noticing that I was, I was putting on a few pounds, but it was just because. Good weight though. Yeah. Yeah. My, my legs were getting stronger. Uh, my calves were getting stronger and it was a little frustrating because my jeans, you know, I'd fit in the waist, but my legs were just like, <laughs> I have to go to the size up. But, oh, well. You know. Clothing problems. <laughs> exactly. Did you, have, did you save any of your old clothes? I, I did. did in you? fact, I can fit into one leg in my old pants. Into one leg. Oh, your whole body. Yeah, my whole body. I can Holy put cow. I can put both my legs into one one leg of my jeans wow. that I was at before. In fact, I can fit I can fit another kid into the other leg. Uh, and we both have room. That's unbelievable, man. Like just uh, loss of words, unbelievable. Like yeah. I cannot. I know how. I know it sounds petty. I know it sounds whatever. But I know for me, wanting to lose twenty pounds, right? The the, the mental capacity. Because I think again, like what you're saying, when you're dropping, say, ex, excess weight, uh-huh. right? or you're kind of more fine tuning, right? Like for me, I'm a food guy. I do all my own cooking. Yeah, I love the taste of food. I don't cook with sticks of butter, but you know, right. I love the taste of food. I'm not a, like a fast food guy, but I love to cook. So, right, you know, I go through. Last year was a rough year for me, like for a lot of reasons, but a lot of it too was I'd go up and flow with my weight. Right, I'd eat really healthy, and then I'd come off. And the biggest thing I noticed for me was how I felt. Yeah. And it wasn't always, and mentally was a huge thing. Like I would feel that way. Like when I would be trimmed down, I'd lost 20 pounds mentally. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And I'd be pumped. But then I would hit these roadblocks where, you know, I was doing some, some personal things in my life and I'd hit these, these lulls and I'd just eat. Right. I'd sit here, watch TV with my dog, eat. Right. And not train, not work out. And that hit me mentally. Yeah. So I went through these crazy valleys based on a 20-pound difference. Yeah. Right? Well, Which, no, yeah, I totally get it. But, I mean, hearing your story, I'm looking at myself going, come on, man. Like, seriously. It's yeah. not It's not that if Garth can do it, I can. It's a matter of what you went through to, compared to what I want to do just to feel better. Right. Um, it's, it's so inspiring. Like, I didn't know your story when I first met you. And I don't know how I found out, to be honest with you. Right. I don't know if it was the newspaper article. It, it took a long time for me to, you know, after I first knew who you were to see it. But I'm like, I, I don't. Right. I can't picture you sitting across from me at 400 pounds. Right. You know, because this is who I know right now. Um, and that's got to be awesome for your family. Yeah. For you looking at old photo. I mean, I guess it's probably good and bad, right? When you look at old stuff, you're like, oh, my gosh. But then it's like, well, look where I've come. Yeah. Right. 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 And the example you've set for your family is amazing. Yeah. And that's that's probably one of the biggest things I'm proud of is that how, you know, where does that affect my family? You know, what kind of example? Where Where is that going to take them? Because there was so much of my life. There was, there was so much that I missed out on. Yeah. And I, I know that I've still got quite a few years, obviously. Yeah. But, I, I you know, I it's kind of one of my biggest regrets as I look back and I was like, man, what what if I was 20? Yeah. You know, and I was able to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where, where would it be now? You know, because there's so much more I want to do. I, I would love to learn how to rock climb. I would love to learn how to mountaineer. Uh, do some mountaineering and and just do all of these things that uh, you know now it's it's more of a balance of time and family yeah. and and uh, obviously those are those are sacrifices that I'm I'm wanting to make just because I enjoy them but back when you're younger you know it's it's a different different lifestyle right yeah for sure yeah so what what advice would you have to the, any of the listeners out there that maybe and it doesn't even have to be a weight thing but I mean y- your goal was big right. 
So for someone, maybe it is a weight thing. Maybe someone wants to drop some weight. Maybe it's not significant like that, but maybe it is. What about, I mean, what advice would you have to somebody that has to literally, you know, just put their foot down and say, it's, I've got to start now. There's, there's probably three things. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's, it's okay to make a mistake when you're, when you're trying to eat healthy. Okay. If you, if you have a piece of cake or you have a second helping, don't, don't beat yourself up over it. You know, wake up the next morning and start making the right decisions. Um, secondly, change the way you look at food in general. Look at it as what it is, and that's fuel for your body. Whatever that, whatever you're, you're planning or whatever your goal is, if, if you treat food as a fuel, you're going to look at what you consume so much differently than just just mindless eating. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to look at it as purposely putting, you know, consuming things that are going to get maximum, you know, benefit out of your out of your body. It, everybody knows that you you go out and you pig out at McDonald's, you are not going to feel great afterwards. There's a direct correlation there, but people continue to do it, right? Yep. But if you look at it as, you know, if I eat healthy, I'm going to feel healthy and I'm going to be able to perform more. Yep, that's no, true. Yeah. And and I would say the last piece is that just to just go out and just start. Doesn't matter where you're at, just just do it. Yeah. Because when you're healthy, the yeah, the world is open to you. There's nothing you can't do. But and then just doors open. They really do. Well, and <clears throat> like I said, I can't Thank you enough for sitting down with us because there's a lot of these. And, I, again, everybody learns, everybody changes, everybody does something on their own level. One thing isn't right for everybody, like you mentioned. Right. But I think when you have stories that people you know, um, it's more real. Right. I can pick up a book of someone that's transformed their life, which we all have done at some point probably. you know. And it's like, that's really cool. But when you know that person, and, again, I don't know you as well as I know a lot of people. Right. But when you have the, the living proof in front of you, it's it's a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit different because, you know, some people's journeys, I mean, every journey's hard. Some people have more help than others. Um, but, I don't know, having you, getting to know you, knowing what you've came from, it's it's better than a book. You know, because you're living proof. And I think I would rather listen to you than what a book would say. Right. Because I know, not that they haven't for sure, but, uh, you know, sitting across from you and, and listening how kind of humble you are when you talk about it. Because it's not a small feat. Right. I mean, this is like, right. it literally is life-saving. Right. And I'll say that because I, I mean that. Um, and that's partly why we wanted to have you come on. Share your story, and sometimes, like you're already even on in, mo- in po- movie in the podcast you mentioned, right? You know, it's a little uncomfortable to talk about this, but you talk about it because to help somebody else, and that's yeah, that's ultimately what it is. I mean, you're inspiring. Whether you, you know, we we talked about this before the show, you know, guests, elite athletes, and and everything else, but your story to me is so much more inspiring than you know a lot of other stories because yours is real, yours is life. It's not recreational it's it it it, it evolves around everything right um so i think for you you know i hope you do walk around with more confidence just because of what you've done for your family Uh, people that know your story i'm pumped that we get to share this story with our listeners because i know we've had listeners in the past that have reached out um, had this discussion but you know just those little tidbits of advice i mean you did it 
You yeah. Know, you're living proof. You're smiling. You're happy. Every time I see you, you've got a smile on your face. Um, and right. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's almost no wonder, you know, from where, where you've come from. And sometimes the goals aren't as big as that, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and they don't have to be, yeah. it's, but it's, it's the same struggle. It's the same struggle. Everybody's yeah, really got is. that, yeah. that, uh, I don't know, that thing in their head or, yeah. maybe, you know, it's a real thing, but they, it's always one thing, right? It's yeah. like life has money, job, you know appearance, whatever it is, but it's, there's right. always that one big glaring thing in someone's life, right. you know, and you never know what it is sometimes. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool that you came on and, sh- and shared that and with what you're doing. Um, and I wouldn't bet against you for sure. <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I say that um, for your hundred mile or whatever it is, but I like what you said. I'm not doing races as much. I don't have the time because my wife's going back to school or she's in school, whatever it right. is. So it's that, it's that balance again. Yeah, it really right? is. It's right. Like, hey honey, I, I did my thing. Your turn, do your thing, and then when you're done with that, we'll figure the next phase out. Right? Exactly. And that's kind of how it works. So she supported you. Now you're supporting her. Definitely. You know, met, you know, doing things for her. So that's that's really cool, man, what, what you're doing. And it's a good uh, good message to people out there, not just runners, um, yeah. but just everyday people too. And, you know, I want to say one last thing is that if there's anybody out there that is struggling to get going and just looking for someone to to get out the door with, you know, hit me up. I am always up for a run. I'm always up for a good discussion. You, you want to bounce ideas off me. You want to talk about it. You want to hit the trails. I, I'm i not fast. So I, I am, you know, if I'm out there with a group and I, I'll go any pace, I'll, you know, I'll just hang back and we can talk. So I love being out on the group, uh, trails with groups and with people. So if you want to get out on a run, come hit me up All anytime. Right. And you can message you can message me manners at trailmanners dot com and we can correlate. I don't want to throw your information to the whole world because you never know what's going to happen. You might have Olive Garden coming after you. Now <laughs> that is your true. Information <laughs> out there, so we don't want to do that. But but no, I think that's really cool. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck. Um, it'd be nice to get out and run with you. Maybe an adventure run would be fun. Yeah. Guys, I mean, I saw what you did a lot this past year. You did a lot of cool stuff, not just races, but you were yeah you were all over. You were at Grand Canyon, I think. Yeah, Grand Canyon. Yeah. You were at Zion. Yeah, we did Zion's yeah. year before. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Me, me and my friend we, Natalie, we uh, we who, go out. Who is awesome, by the way. We yeah, love Natalie. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, she she's a big part of why I keep running, and she's big motivation in my life too. So that's awesome. I'm glad I've got to know her, and that's another connection I've made through uh, through running. Running, yeah. yeah. It's there's something to it. I'll I mean, tell you. We yeah. talk about it a lot. There's something to the running community that is really fun and unique to be a part of and that's the trail trail manners podcast i mean we yeah. just are happy to be a, a part of it a spec somewhere within the trail running community because it's it's what we love to and we get to meet people like yourself i'd have never met you yeah, right without it and uh so i appreciate that but yeah thanks for coming on thanks for the story and yeah. uh, we'll be tracking you to see uh when that first 50 and first 100 miler uh come up for sure yeah definitely uh so thanks for joining us garth and uh good luck yeah thanks for having me Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Garth Harris for joining me today and sharing his story um, of running. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>